I spent this whole season trying to figure out how to go hunting. For so long, I wasn't sure I would get to do it even once. But now, I've got two hunts to get ready for. And the first one is in 24 hours. We've got a lot to do today, but I think we'll get it done. I'm a mom of two young kids, which means every day of my life is like running a small nation. Even on the day I went into labor with my second kiddo, I was able to squeeze in a coffee date with my firstborn and his daycare's annual Halloween party. I had made myself a cozy Gudetama costume. Gudetama is a depressed egg yolk in the Sanrio universe. The yolk was my baby bump. I didn't want to make a costume the month I was due, but ready-made maternity costumes are so dehumanizing, like bun in the oven. I'm at the juiciest I've ever been in my entire life, and you want to make me a square appliance on the holiest day of the slut calendar? No. So I went to my kid's Halloween party, and it was the only time I got to wear the costume I'd made. The other parents are like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm in labor. And they're like, oh, shit, you know. They've all been through it. It's not like the movies. You don't have to rush immediately to the hospital, but I did leave halfway through the party because yeah, I, I was in labor. I didn't want to be stuck on the road when it got too hard to drive. And everything was fine. I stayed as long as I could. I got to savor the time with my firstborn before his life completely changed. I got to wear the costume that I made and I still birthed a healthy baby too. Was that day extra chaotic because I was trying to get it all in? Yeah, but to keep it in perspective, every day since has been with two small children. I'll be like on a Zoom meeting, making dinner, and then one kid wants to help cook. Another kid is crying about math. Both kids need to be fed, bathed, educated, cuddled, and convinced to sleep in the next two hours. And that's every night after work and before I go do stand up somewhere. My life just has a baseline of chaos and I'm here for it. Or at least I try to be as present for it as I can. This is my second big outdoor adventure. After reverse colonizing a whole state park last season for Fogo, I feel less stressed over all the last minute stuff this time. I'm just gonna ride the chaos like I do in my city life all the time. I'm Ivy Lee with one E, and this is Fogo, Fear of Going Outside, a nature show by the most reluctant host ever. Today, I'm taking you with me for all the last minute prep. At last, my persistence and Southern charm have won the day. Last week, I met Kevin, a rich landed white man who agreed to let me come hunt on his property sometime. Then I met Barbara, a hot by mom, personal chef and hunter at her go-to gun range. She showed me how to shoot and I showed her that she was ready to be a hunting mentor all along. And she agreed to be my hunting mentor. We're working on scheduling this gun hunt with Barbara ASAP before it gets any hotter out here, but so far we can't find a day that works for everyone yet. Meanwhile, Josh, the guy who sold me my compound bow has been trying to help us find a place to hunt too. And this week, he said he could take us hog hunting on a friend's property like tomorrow while the landowner is out of town. I just have to pay a small land lease fee, but it's for sure the friends and family rate. So today we're going to get last minute supplies for the bow hunt with Josh tomorrow and also a future gun hunt with Barbara, date TBD. My car is suddenly not working. So Mariah Gossett, Fogo's fearless producer, has to pick me up at the car shop. 
Mariah lives on the south side of Austin, Texas. I live on the north side. Josh's store is on the far west side, and we need to go there first for final adjustments to my bow. Have you been practicing? Uh, one time. One time? One time, and then I did a lot of internet research and like manifesting. I want to make sure that I give you the best chance to get one. Okay. I don't know if you will. Um, that's hunt. There's no guarantee at all. I mean, we... that's life, honey. When I went to practice at an archery range, some folks volunteered their doubts that I could kill something with my bow, at least at the poundage it was set to. Poundage, or draw weight, is the amount of force it takes to draw the bow back. I've heard a lot of people say it's gotta be at least 40 pounds to kill anything, but it's a little more complicated than that because physics. The draw weight is a big factor, of course, but so is the weight of the arrow, the accuracy of the archer, the distance between the predator and the prey, and the shape and surface area of the arrow tip. All right, let's see what you are pulling weight-wise. 27.8, I remembered. 27.8 is my poundage, okay? That's what you're currently at. Let's get you up, let's try about 32. Oh, I thought we were just gonna take me up to like 30. All right, let's go. <laughs> you won't notice too much. You won't notice it, all right. Josh increases my draw weight, which actually made it easier for me to shoot by spreading the work evenly across both sides of my body. And he switches out my practice arrow tips to broadheads. Broadheads are basically knives at the tip of my arrows, so I can stab my prey at high speed from a safe distance away. No, I'm gonna give you these. Oh, okay. Because I don't know if Academy has these. Oh, okay. And uh, ethically, I would much rather you shoot these, so. Okay. This, uh, I'll, I'll cover this, don't worry. These are, going to be all to use, but... Why Why do you mean ethically you would rather shoot these? So, you are shooting lower poundage, right? You mm -hmm. had some people at the range bring that up, like, oh, 27, you can't kill things with it. You can, okay? But your arrow setup needs to tailor for that, okay? In momentum, the equation for momentum, right, it's mass times velocity. So we can either get you more velocity, i.e. poundage, or we can make a heavier arrow and accomplish... A, in essence, the same thing, more momentum, thus more energy into the target. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So with so your So we setup, just increased my poundage, but we're making a smaller arrow. We're making a smaller surface area point, okay. so less resistance from friction. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's get these on. These are honestly awesome, because frankly, I'm going to be y'all's hunting guy. I don't want to chase a pig through the night for like three hours because we didn't hit it right. <laughs> We go out back to their archery range to test drive my bow on a foam life-size pig target. Between Josh's adjustments and the Hello Kitty finger placement customizations I made, I am killing it, y'all, which is good because I have literally no time left to practice. Josh gives me a rundown of what I still need to get and we get the hell out of there. Get a cooler. How big does it need to be? 45 to 60 quart. Do you need a thing to hoist it? No, we can process on the ground. Uh, I'll bring the rangefinder. I have binoculars. I'll bring the lights if y'all want to just bring like a headlamp or something. Okay. I bring a little backpack with a couple of just essential things. Snacks, water, toilet paper. Sometimes nature calls while you're out there. Gloves, like latex gloves for when we clean the animal. If you have a little sharpening stone for your knife. Mainly, honestly, I just have snacks. <laughs> that's the majority of what's in my bag. Besides also, a, a also knife. Also the majority of my bag. I think that's going to be about it though. So no, that's a good list. Yeah. We're gonna go meet Josh at his place a few hours before sunset tomorrow. Right now, Mariah and I have to head back up north for supplies. Josh's store is a little pricey in a very wealthy part of town, so we are meeting our next guest at Academy Sports in a regular neighborhood. 
We pull into Academy Sports, stuffing our faces with Sonic burgers and slushies with the nerds on them, when fucking Asian Ruby Rose pulls past us in a giant pickup truck. Then the driver steps out of the truck, dressed like an extra on the movie Top Gun, and she starts walking straight towards us. I was like, hey, Mariah, why do you think this unreasonably attractive person is walking towards us right now? And Mariah's like, oh, that's our guest today, Jess. My name is Jess Saddington. I am a newer hunter, and I did a hog hunt this last year and bagged seven hogs. That's our guest today? Do you ever have a coworker tell you something in a meeting as if you were already supposed to know? So you make a mental note to check your emails when you get back to your desk and see if they really had sent you the info? Well, I checked, and Mariah had not. I don't normally want to objectify our guests, well, except for Adam, the smoking hot therapist in season one. Oh, a hot Asian REI Brian, too. <laughs> season one, episode four, who can forget? And, well, I guess there's Barbara, the hot by mom with the guns. Look, I have eyes, okay? I'm just reporting to you what I see because it is literally my job, okay? Back to Jess our unreasonably attractive guest who owns a bar and bagged seven hogs in one hunting trip. Like I really got into guns because, uh, mostly because I wanted to learn how to shoot. I thought it would be a practical skill. Um, and then after January 6th, I was like, well, I live in Texas and everybody else knows how to use a gun. So maybe I should too. I'm more of an all or nothing person. Um, I get that. So, you know, it's either mm -hmm. nothing at all or 110% and went the 110% <laughs> with firearms uh -huh. and firearm safety. Um, well, how do you progress? Because um, we've talked to some gun folks um, and they're, they're, most of them are not hunters. In fact, less than 10% of Texans are hunters. So most gun people not are that. not hunters. So how did you personally go from just you know, handguns to being like, oh, I think I'll actually try to do hunting. I, you know what, I'm not sure. I think it was first time I shot a rifle, I was like, well, you know, are you just gonna go to the range and shoot at targets all day with a rifle? Or, you know, why have this high powered, you know, firearm if you're not gonna actually use it to get food? Yeah, that, I don't know. That was the natural step and I have a friend of mine who he, I don't think he had been hunting before, but I do know some guys that do hunt and, you know, they're cis hetero white males mm -hmm. uh, because that is, I would think, the demographic of most hunters in Texas. I mean, you're the uh, hunter, you tell me. Is it, does um, that sound right? When I went to the hunting ranch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was the only female and I was the only person of color, so. Both, like mm -hmm. the twofer. Yeah, but they were, uh, Super chill dudes. I wasn't expecting any weirdness or anything, and there definitely wasn't any. And everybody was, it was a, it felt pretty inclusive, at least where I went. Jess is going to lend me her experience as I go through the store, figuring out what I need to buy versus what I don't. We're greeted by someone from the corporate office because Nicole, the hunting and fishing editor we met in episode three, made good on her offer to help in any way she could for Montana. She put us in touch with Academy Sports and they sent Steve Lum as their rep to the store today with a gift certificate. Hey, but this is also for you. <laughs> oh, we awesome. got $500 to Academy. Oh, Jess, I'm treating oh, you. Yeah. I'm treating <laughs> you. There you go. Hey. Yeah. 
It's so meaningful to me that an Asian man handed this to me. Yeah, I think it's really <laughs> it meaningful like, to me people, as well. For the people, happy for API Heritage people. Month. Yes. <laughs> Steve's also Vietnamese, so today we are three Asian Americans spending some corporation's money together. Our ancestors' wildest dreams come true. You won't hear much from Steve, but he's pushing the cart around while Jess and I shop the whole time. Steve's objectives today are make sure we sign a release form, don't say something illegal about guns, and to subtly steer us to Academy's house brands like Magellan. There's nothing quite like adventuring with Magellan Outdoors. It's the Kirkland brands of outdoor gear, pretty good for the price and a safe bet for the avid indoors person who wants to go outside just this one time. I've been keeping a running shopping list since the beginning of this quest. Like Don, the hunting guide, said, I need a hat. I need a way to preserve all that meat when I get home. Victorious, of course. I also got to look for bullets for the gun that Barbara's going to lend me. She said that they're hard to find, but we do have some time before hunting with her. Josh said this morning that hunting is mostly snacks. I'll just handle the snacks at the Hong Kong supermarket by my house later. And Jess thinks I should get a spare gun which wasn't on my list, but I'm inclined to listen to her because I'm very superficial and she's a very attractive person, in case you forgot. I would highly recommend, you know, this isn't completely necessary, but if you're doing like a walk and stock thing, sometimes you come up on things and they'll charge you. They're, they can be really aggressive. So what should I get, um, armor? No, I was gonna say, do you have a sidearm? Um, because I have when... just these two arms. Okay. <laughs> just, I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I would, I would assume you're not actually going to be walking around too much and coming up and surprising like some hogs because they they will charge you. It's it's Are not you saying great. You need to buy a yeah. gun today. You don't you don't need to buy a gun. <laughs> just, but I, I was just I was just, just saying here, you know just maybe be careful. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so enthusiastic about it. You don't need one, depending uh, on what kind of hunting you're doing. If you're if you're going at night and you're mainly staying in blinds, it's probably not going to happen. But there have been instances where people have been charged even inside of a blind. Okay. But that I did not experience any of that. The closest I got was, well, maybe it was like maybe 175 pound hog just bolting that way. Um, somebody else had taken a shot in this and it came bolting towards my direction. What if I just like, I don't know, criticize it? Will it just like run away? <laughs> Unlike a toxic relationship, <laughs> um, not necessarily, no. I don't buy a handgun. I text Josh and he says he's bringing his. I'd held off on shopping for supplies because I needed to know what weather and environmental conditions to prepare for. South Texas, for example, I've been told by several military veterans is some of the most hostile terrain on earth. Josh's friend's place where we're bow hunting and Kevin's ranch are both in central Texas hill country. Not as pokey as South Texas, but it is a time of year when rattlesnakes come out to me which is wonderful, fucking wonderful. Also, Josh is going to mentor this bow hunt and he's bringing his pop-up blind. It's basically a camo tent. If I were going alone, I'd probably have to buy my own blind as very few places are as nicely outfitted as Kevin's ranch is. Knowing these details keeps me from stress buying for every possible scenario. In fact, I'm pretty confident we can get out of here today with money left over on the gift card. I do wish I'd had more than a day's notice, but I should have known people out here in the country don't like to make hard and fast appointments too far in advance. As for weather, we are at Academy Sports in May in Texas. 
and it is hot and humid. And a lot of hunting gear is designed for deer hunts in the winter. And because it's way past hunting season, there's hardly any hunting inventory left at most retailers. No one in their right mind is going out to hunt hogs right now. Kevin told me your meat could spoil before you can get it out of the field, it's so hot. Everyone else but me is switching to fishing for the summer. We don't have a lot of choices and we don't have a lot of time. We're walking by Archie. Uh, I could use a guard for the left boob. Left boob guard. You guys, yep. got, you guys got anything for the left boob? They did not have a chest guard. What is this? Why, is, why do you have like a camel pencil case? That's for her, your shotgun shells. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Jess's expertise is already paying off. We go over to the back wall that's just got shelves and shelves all the way up to the ceiling filled with coolers. Looks like you can even measure in quarts, liters, or number of cans. And so like this one's 110 quarts, 104 liters, or 168 cans. I don't know what the can measurement is. Do you know what, you're, you own a bar. What's the, like, 110 pound pig? How many cans is that? <laughs> I would say 110 pound pig, you're gonna end up getting like, you know, maybe 50 pounds of meat, if not less, depending on what you're taking and how well you clean it. I do get a bright orange Magellan cooler. It's the mid-price model at $200, making it the most expensive cooler I've ever owned. But it'll look nice at parties and keep a hog cool overnight. We go to the spices and food aisle next. Ah, this is the aisle that made me be like, oh, Academy Sports is oh my uh, gosh, thinking food of me. Saver has a camo. <laughs> <laughs> what? That the, there's a camo. Me. There's a camo vacuum me, sealer. Yeah. I actually have a food saver vacuum sealer, and uh, um, my buddy and I vacuum sealed all that meat in like two hours and just ran it constantly and it worked really well. I didn't know how much vacuum sealers cost, so I'm not keen to spend $170 yeah, on one. But in this case, for some reason, I am drawn to the vac the camo vacuum sealer. <laughs> I am the longer, charred. The, the longer you spend looking at hunting things, the more open you will become to camo, <laughs> Ivy. Trust me. Jess is very pro camo. She was the most effusive I'd seen her when we got to the apparel section of the store. Don the hunting guide challenged me to bring classical sexy back to hunting. Jess, on the other hand, has bought so much men's woodland camo here, she has an Academy Sports credit card. The Academy Sports credit card gives you 5% off every purchase, so you never pay full price. Plus, free shipping for all orders over $15 from academysports.com. I will give you two chances to dress me. <laughs> oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I will give you two chances to dress me. I have, without me arguing, and then I would like, I would like put it on mm -hmm. and really like open my mind. We're working with a limited inventory here, so. Okay. They, I, I was talking to Steve earlier and they used to have like the whole back area. It was just like tons of hunting gear, but since uh -huh. we're in the off season, Okay. Um, it's, it'll be a little more pick and choosy, so let's let's see what they have. Okay. All right, Jess. I'm putting my life in your hands. It's gonna be like head to toe camo. Okay. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's You're like gonna love the, the way you look. It's gonna be like men's warehouse, but with camo. 
<laughs> I think we're about to find out why they never sold a Queer Eye show with five lesbians. <laughs> Jess fills the cart with various camo prints. Some have maple leaves, some look like just sticks. I never noticed how different hunter camo prints are from each other, but you can't not notice when they're clashing next to each other in a cart and then someone attractive who you would prefer to impress ask you to put them on all at the same time. Jess picked out some hats too. Some are trucker hats, some are safari hats, some are fisherman's hats. I think we're trying on half the hats in this store. Yes, photos will be on Instagram, but I will probably not be posting them to my personal profile because they're ugly. So I found these large. I would have to hem them. Yeah, but they're let's large. Try them and out. These leaves are, I don't know. I, I have floral pants. These are as close yeah, to floral uh, pants as I've seen. Let's try those out. Okay. So this is the fitted look. I look like I'm going to go fight a war in South Carolina. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is perfect. This is, yeah. I think we're good. <laughs> if you had those like, boots oh, on, you'd be, yeah, this is, this is a. Uh, might be it. <laughs> this is not it, Jess. This is it. Try the other hat. Try oh, the other hat. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just a hat. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just a hat. For the second look, we toned down the camo in favor of just solid nature colors. But that made me look like a giant overripe olive. So Jess had her chance as my stylist, and her free reign is over. I do keep some marshy camo slacks, a mesh hat that makes me look like a nature show host from down under, and a green fishing shirt, which I know will work in the hot weather. Jess says, I need shoes. Every outdoor person has said, I need closed-toed shoes, which I hate, especially in the summer. But also, right now, I really do need snake boots, as in boots, that snakes cannot bite through, not gorgeous vintage snakeskin boots. I try to give Jess a better idea of what I'm going for as she leads me by racks of demoralizing brown and even some pink camo boots for women. I spot a pair of knee-high Kevlar snake boots that look like brown riding boots for a royal on weekend. There are only two left, neither of them in my size, and you can hear me trying to get one on as we talk. I have been challenged by a, a international hunting guide to ironically reclaim colonialization, <laughs> like imperial hunting fashion, and bring sexy back to hunting. <laughs> I mean, I think that's been a goal of a lot of uh, hunting brands already. Oh, really? Yeah. By, and how, would, what has indicated that to you? <laughs> uh, if you go to like Cabela's or Bass Pro, there's Oops. like a lot of, <laughs> Okay, this is not gonna there's, a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, women's stuff. They have very, uh, very nice Photoshop pictures of women in full makeup, but doing hunting things. Yeah. I don't think maybe, maybe that sexy is different than what I mean by sexy. Like sexy by whose standards? All right, let's try this. So the challenge is not my foot, but because we're trying to protect against snakes and stuff, the challenge is my corpulent calves. I have. These do feel like these are not gonna be too hot, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, you, but they're never gonna zip up. You know, an option, another option for you might be something that's like mid-calf or just above your ankles. Okay, but like how cute would I look if these zipped up all the way to my knees? 
like really cute. I do like those, yeah. Yeah, like in theory, but like I don't, they don't like me. And because they're this high-tech fabric, there's no give around my calf. Ugh. Oh my God. Oh my God, this is like that. A scene before right. like a bride's wedding. You, you don't want to be super yeah. uncomfortable in them either because you're going to be out doing a lot of physical activity. So I would recommend. Ah, oh, just, just shut up and help me zip them. Come on. Maybe against Come those. On. All right, here we go. Here we go. Just. Okay. Okay, there okay. we are. Okay. Can you still feel your ankle? Um. These boots hardly fit and they cost $120 but I'm getting them. I will never find a pair of snake-proof closed-toed shoes I hate less in the next 24 hours. But I'm starting to worry that we've maxed out the $500 gift certificate. $500 really just covers these boots, the cooler, and the vacuum sealer plus tax. We also have a large water bottle for sangria to share with Chef Barbara, a little brown stool for relaxed squatting in the blind. It looks like an all-weather prayer stool. I found a pocket whetstone to sharpen knives in the field, which Josh recommended. We got Mariah a buck knife because producers really do need to be prepared for anything. And I got some mosquito repellent diffuser for the blind and spray for my clothes. The total was $926.49. Thank God. We got hooked up. All right, and 426.49. Balance. Is that a gift card? Credit card. Credit card. And you just go ahead and insert. I am dumbfounded. That was nearly a grand. And I didn't even buy a gun. Even a $500 gift certificate wasn't enough at a store that's supposed to be affordable in a regular neighborhood with another frugal Asian American shopping with me. And I still have to get snacks for everybody. After spending an insane amount of money on something I'm not that excited to do, Mariah drops me off at the auto shop to pick up my car and I pay for my very expensive car repair. I feel poor. I want to immediately go save some money. I wanna go make rice and soy sauce for dinner. I want to go refill an empty shampoo bottle with water for another week, but I can't. I have a comedy show to go do tonight. So I decide to try out the clothes I bought and road test this outfit in downtown Austin. I have this monthly queer comedy show in downtown Austin called Tongue and Cheek. Y'all gotta come check it out if you come through. And I usually have to park about a block away, so I should know from the walk whether I can really move in these new boots or not. This is me with Era Juliet, who also helped make Fogo season one. How are you today, Ivy? You know what? I feel um, hot. Not attractive. Oh, Spike. <laughs> Not attractive. You're giving John Cena, you can't see me. We're getting what, 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 Steve Irwin. We're getting, I'm loving it. This I'm is... trying, I'm trying to give like, uh, I'm trying to reclaim imperialist fashion. Okay. So just like everybody that's ever tried to invade a country in Asia and like hunt <laughs> a game there, it's, uh, giving... <laughs> it's giving colonizer. My test run is terrible. I am sweating so hard after walking my one block. Why are people wearing hats at all? The boots never zip up all the way again once I'm by myself, and the snake-proof material is so stiff, 
I'm walking around like a dog wearing booties for the first time, trying to understand like, uh, mom, where are my fucking legs? I absolutely could not outrun a wild animal. And now it's too late in the night to buy a sidearm. Even in Texas, by the time I get home from my show, all the stores are closed. And the best I can do is stay up all night worrying and see if I can find anything better in the morning before my very first hunt. Here I am waiting to pop my hunting cherry. And like most people losing their V-card, it's not exactly what I had imagined. I thought I'd be shooting a hog with a gun from a hot air balloon accompanied by a small but award-winning documentary crew. Instead, I'm shooting a bow from a pop-up blind with, you know, Josh. I'm not thrilled with the clothes or the boots or all the money I spent, but I still have hope I can probably return some of the stuff later. I feel both over and under prepared. I have all this stuff, but it's not giving me the confidence that capitalism promised me it would. I almost hope a rattlesnake bites me, so I'm not so pissed about having to wear these boots. I feel like I prepared as hard as I could, but I still have no idea what to expect tomorrow. And real talk, what if I'm too chicken shit to take the shot? I hate finding out what I'm made of. I don't get why marathons use that as a selling point at all. Some would argue that this is literally what Fogo the Show is about, but I promise you it is not why I do it. The second I book a recurring role on Abbott Elementary, boy, bye. You will never hear me struggle on this RSS feed again. Also, I know too much about pigs now. The more I've learned about pigs, the more I respect them. They're extremely intelligent and low-key anarchist. If I don't manage to hunt down a pig with Josh, and we can't find a date with Barbara for Kevin's ranch, we will have to wait at least, at least half a year before we can get another shot at this. Texas heat and Texas freezes for that matter are whole climate events we have to plan around down here, especially since we're going outdoors. The hotter it gets here, the harder it gets to make things happen. Don't get me wrong, I'm excited too. Exciting things are always like this. It's exciting because you don't know how it's gonna turn out. Like, oh shit, but also, oh shit. It's taken so many, so many detours to get to this point that I'm thrilled to be here and I'm so grateful for all the people who helped along the way. Not just the people I've met. Don and Brandon both told me, someone in your family was a good enough hunter for you to be here as a person. And I don't know them, but if that particular ancestor could report for duty tomorrow, that'd be great. Next time on FOGO, I finally go hunting. I'm just gonna breathe, because I, I think I, I forgot to breathe for the last six hours. But right now, I'm just trying to see if I can see anything else or hear anything else, because pigs are rarely, sometimes, but rarely solo animals. Fogo Fear of Going Outside is a Spotify SoundUp series and was workshopped as part of the Spotify SoundUp Podcast Accelerator program. Fogo is written, produced, and hosted by me, Ivy Lee with one E. We are produced and edited by Mariah Gossett. Engineering, mixing, and additional sound design by Robin Edgar. Our theme song and original music are composed by Michelangelo Rodriguez. 
Story editing by Minda Wei. Production support by Benjamin Groza's Eastrup. Fogo's board advisors is Jeff Zhao and Martin Thomas. From Spotify, our executive producers are Miguel Contreras, Grace Delia, Jane Zumwalt, and Natalie Tullock. Spotify production support provided by Shirley Ramos. And thanks to the rest of the Spotify team. Special thanks this week to Nicole Caltiari, who we'll tag in the show notes. She works at Fresh Tracks TV now. Also, Scott Smith at Academy Sports and Outdoors for The Hookup and all the folks at Gunpowder, Inc. Listen to FOCO Fear of Going Outside for free on Spotify. You can follow me on just about every social media platform at Ivy Lee with one E, that phrase all spelled out. Go to FOCOPodcast.com for the newsletter, merch, and transcripts. I mean, a large youth might work. Or an extra large youth even, maybe. A large youth might work. You're just flirting with me at this point. Uh, You know that a large youth will not fit me. (laughs) It will not fit me.